0: Hi, it's Jane and welcome back to another episode of Teenage Dream. Basically, if you're new, I'm a 17-year-old junior in high school and this is what goes on in my head and I overthink a lot and what probably goes on in other kids' head. In this episode, we are going to be talking about college and the college admission scandal and I'm going to be referencing and I highly recommend watching Varsity operation varsity blues the college admissions scandal on netflix i just watched 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 it a little bit ago and i like recording podcasts when information's like fresh in my mind because i feel like i'm a lot more articulate then but anyways let's roll the intro music Okay, before I start, I really wanted to tell you guys some information about me, myself, and I. Since I do have to apply to colleges next, I can't even say next year, like this year, later this year, for like, you know, early admission, early decision, early action, whichever one I decide to apply to, but I know I'm going to apply around November time. So um, I just really wanted to talk about it and everything. So I just want to tell you some information about me. I have immigrant parents. They weren't born here. They came here well into while they were well into adulthood. They went to high school in Haiti. They went to college in Haiti, which basically means I'm a first-gen student. Parents, they did not go to college in the United States of America. So, Basically what this means is uh, things are a lot more difficult for me because I don't have that little leverage of, okay, I have an older sibling who went to college or I have my parents who went to college or even high school in America. And if you have a sibling who went to high school and didn't go to college, you still have that tiny bit of leverage. Like it's still difficult, but you have that tiny bit of leverage because you have a sibling who's like, okay, I went to high school. This is this, this is that. And I went into high school without knowing anything. If you are thinking about like, just if you already are in high school and you know stuff about like AP classes, I didn't know any of that. I barely knew anything about the SAT or the ACT. Didn't know what the PSAT was. Um, Didn't know about IB classes or ACE classes or dual enrollment classes. I heard the name before. Didn't know what they were. So, in turn, I didn't take them, and I didn't take much honors classes. I didn't know anything. So, I just went into high school pretty blindly. And I know some of you are wondering, what did your middle school teachers say? My middle school, there was, like, one designated teacher who was supposed to be telling us about, you know, okay, here's stuff about high school so you can know. And you know what she told me? She, she told us, oh, go visit a high school that you want to go to and shadow a student, which basically tells us nothing, literally nothing. Like you could have gave me a handbook and told me nothing. Like there's so much stuff that I didn't know about high school that I wish I knew because that would have helped me so much more. And I would have started preparing and been better at ABCD. And when I went to, Orientation for freshman year before freshman year started, like a week before school started, they were like, Tell they were like talking about AP classes and were like, Oh, if you take AP and ACE classes, like people already knew. And I was like, sitting there, confused, What is AP class? What is an ACE class? What do you mean? And I'm like, That is interesting. That is like, <laughs> I didn't know anything, I didn't know. That honors classes and classes like those boost your GPA. I didn't even I didn't even know what they were. So basically, what I'm saying: high school difficult, applying for colleges and figuring out colleges all by yourself with no help difficult, especially with the way everything is set up and everything is just so you know, like so many college want so many colleges want to be prestigious on the top fifty high school top 50 list like there's this one company that every single year releases these college um what are they called like these college lists with like the top 50 colleges and universities and mind you in the united states there's like three thousand colleges and universities so that list in itself is like and the thing is, schools are becoming more prestigious, more competitive, so they can fit into that. And they want somebody who is impossible, which I'll talk about a little later. But I really wanted to dedicate the first half to me talking about the college admission scandal and some of the information. And I'm gonna state this again, I would wa- hundred <laughs> percent I would a hundred percent recommend watching Vars Operation Varsity Blues. The college admission scandal on netflix because it tells you all the information and everything let's get into it i have to let me actually set my mic down because i was holding it in my hand oh my goodness i just hurt i hurt my finger i hurt my finger earlier and i have a band-aid on it and accidentally lifted my nail because i hurt my like under my nail and that's like the worst place to hurt it but Not a part of the story. So basically, let me give you a quick little rundown. We all heard the, saw the headlines. We all heard about it. We all heard that there was Lori Lockton from Full House, a part of it. Miss Aunt Aunt Becky? It was like shocking to me, but we all heard there was like Felicity Huffman. But we, a lot of us, or just me specifically, didn't hear there was the big dude so the way they described it in the movie is when they're doing like these huge shutdown things like if they're getting somebody who's running like a huge illegal thing like this is like if somebody has a drug cartel they usually try to take one of the people and then work their way up to get the kingpin but in this thing they got the kingpin first and then worked their way down to get everybody else. Right. So basically the dudes who was running this name is Rick Singer. So he owned this company like this. Um, He was a college advisor, basically, I guess, like a college mis- min- admissions advisor, you know? And it's one of those people that usually if you have some money, you know, you go to them and they're like, they usually tell you what classes you could take, what classes your student or your kid should take so they can get, you know accepted into these ivy league schools what clubs they should join you know just basically what you should do in high school so you can see more competitive some they offer sometimes tutoring they offer like preparation for the sat the act and all of that but he was running some of these illegal businesses now he called his tactic the side door tactic or yeah Basically, everybody knows about the backdoor thing. And if you don't know what it is, it's basically um, wealthy parents donating, like, large sums of money, like, millions of dollars to fund a school. Like, a prestigious university, like, an Ivy League school or, you know, some of the top 50 schools that are really competitive, you know, have really low, like, acceptance rates and stuff like that. So... I'm having like hiccups. Okay. So he called it the side door policy, side door tactic, whatever, because backdoor would be donating money to these universities, like to fund new buildings or to fund new things. And he had experience working with sports teams and he knew that sports sports teams that were, you know, less popular, like not basketball or football, didn't get as much donations and as much support from the school as basketball and football would or th- things like that. So like horseback riding, sailing, um, rowing, things like that, they're not going to get as much money as basketball or football or f- soccer or tennis. Like they are, they needed these donations. That's where the side door policy, Things come in he had that background which gave him leverage and he was talking to these people like these rich people who had money and they the thing is with the backdoor policy the do, oh yeah donate like a couple million to this university and it wasn't like a guarantee the side door was more of a guarantee because basically what he was trying to make it seem like was like a recruitment you know, like they were doing donations to the um, clubs and org- not clubs and organizations, but like the sports. You know what I mean? It wasn't like. I don't know. They would. This is what would happen. He would talk to these people. They will be like, OK, take some of these pictures and they would Photoshop the pictures of them pretending like they're on these different machines for or practicing for these sports and all of that and they weren't and things like that there's other things they did as well and it's so crazy to me when i was watching this and they weren't doing that and then he would photoshop them then he would send it to the people who work at you know the company he'll send it to these things and they'll be like yeah your son or daughter got in um and then they'll send in four hundred thousand dollar donations like a hundred thousand dollar donations like a bunch like a lot of money you know more than i i can ever do but they would send in these donations and they'll be like okay your daughter's in your daughter's in they sent the donation in that is a for sure thing and that's what allured people to get in there and another thing they did mind you there's a lot of there's a lot of like colleges that were like a part of this like ucla uc usc princeton like all of these colleges you know and the way he would talk to these people and like you know manipulate them into like you know going ahead with him like a little, you know, he was like, they would show the grades and the GPA and the test scores. They're like, yeah, test scores too low. Like they're immediately going to get rejected. And some of these times, some of the times it wasn't true, you know, he would be, he like the, I'm telling you, watch the documentary. It's so good. I wish I was sponsored, but I'm not. Another thing he did, and they showed this in the movie. And this is this to me was like the craziest thing. Yeah, the sports part weird. You know, people work hard in sports. But the SAT has been something that stressed me and all of that for the longest time, and I haven't even taken it yet. It stressed me. It's caused me so much anxiety and all of that. Basically, this is what they did. They They had their own proctor right they would hire this proctor and i'm telling you these things were not cheap they were like 75k these people were paying 75k and above for stuff like this they would have their own proctor and then they would basically daughter would sign up son or daughter would sign up they would sign their son or daughter up for extra time and for multiple days as like a disability or learning disability accommodation. Like, you know, people with learning disabilities can get extra time on the SAT and the ACT, like stuff like that. But they, how do I say? Like, they, their daughter or their son didn't have those disabilities. They were lying. Like their son or daughter didn't have those disabilities. They faked the medical records saying that they did. And then when they, they would, Fly out to a different state, Houston, like Houston, Texas, or somewhere in California. And then the proctor would fly in as well, get there the day before. And their kids, this way, they liked a lot because they knew they would get high SAT scores or ACT scores. Their kids would be out of the loop. You know, they think they were just taking the tests regularly, but they weren't. Their kid comes here. They take the test, room by themselves, you know, it's a time test, do the whole shebang, got it done, and then the proctor that they hired would go through the test after they finished it, check, look through the answers, because people would just, when you sign up for specific disabilities, you're supposed to Write the your answers on a separate sheet of paper, or off to side, and then somebody's supposed to rebubble for you, making sure you got the right things. So basically, what would happen since they signed up for the disability, learning disability, they he would go back and then he would just answer, like change the answers to the correct ones. He didn't have the answer sheet. He didn't have none of that. But he went to like a prestigious university, and he was you know very smart. So he did well on it, like, he would get high scores, like, 32 on ACT, you know, which is mind-blowing to me, and when this all came out, I was so shocked, I remember it was 2018, this is when dope was super popular, this is, like, when there was all the dope girls, and I remember watching, like, um, Olivia's video, I forgot, why don't I, why am I forgetting her name, her last name? Olivia Jade's, some of Olivia Jade's video. And I was like, okay, she's pretty cool. And then when this came out, I was like, I was shocked. Oh my gosh. I was shocked and I was bamboozled and I was like a freshman at that time. So I didn't fully understand this. But now that this documentary came back out, I'm remembering it again and I'm just thinking about it. I'm just like, me being a junior now, this hurts me even more. You know, it was, it hurt me before, but it hurts me even more now. Like I, like I said, I'm a first gen student. I don't have the opportunity of my parents being able to be like, okay, let's spend over 75 K so you can, um, so somebody else can take an SAT for you. I don't have that. I don't have the opportunity to be spending all this money on expensive SAT review. I don't have that. And for them to just come here, they already had money. And they said this in the movie. They said this in the movie. They had every advantage and still cheated. You have the advantage of money. And money is a huge advantage. Because when it comes to standardized tests like that, it is so much easier for you to cheat and do all of this stuff when you have money. Or even if it's not cheating. Oh, my goodness. I literally phrased it wrong they had every advantage and they still cheated. Like you could hire these SAT tutors, these co- college people who are going to tell you do this, do that, these expensive tutors, all of that, these people, you could pay for certain opportunities. There's certain things that I've been wanting to do and that companies, like, people have reached out for, out to me to do summer scholar programs and to do different medical programs, and then I had to decline them because I couldn't afford it. Like, and they have those opportunities to seem more competitive to a university that I don't have, and then they still cheated. They still took advantage. It's like the biggest slap in the face. It's so disheartening. Like, I'm over here busting my ass. Just for some kid, some kids who have like money to be like, okay, I can get into college still. Like, I am over here doing hours of homework. And there's kids who are working a lot harder than me. Like, honestly, I'm over here doing so much. And then somebody who has money, somebody whose parents can pay for this is coming here and be like, We're gonna, we can't, we're gonna pay somebody to fake rowing pictures, fake sailing pictures to take the SAT for you. And all of that, that's crazy. And it's like, like I said, it's so disheartening. Like I'm over here working, like working so hard. And then just to hear that is just like, what am I doing this for? You know? What is the purpose of this if there's gonna be some kid who has more money than me who's going to use things like this and then take my spot even though I'm literally busting my ass? After and then like I always talk about the second quarter of junior year, but it's literally my lowest mentally. And after that quarter and knowing the mental drain I went through, just and mind you, my grades were pretty mediocre during that quarter. It's like, I I don't know what to, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. And it's once again, once again, rich people are showing off their privilege and their ability to manipulate people into getting what they want because they have money and money is, is literally the root to all evil, but it's a factor and it's a thing that everybody wants and everybody doesn't have and they have it and they can basically cut somebody's morals off. Like what, like how much is somebody willing to get paid for them to stop being ethical? You know, how much? Like some of, I heard the person who was taking these tests for people started doing this because they needed to pay for their kids to eat and then they just got wrapped up in it and then they couldn't leave. And if you're asking me who I'm bl- putting the most blame on, I'm putting the blame on the parents and the colleges. Because there's people in the colleges who knew this was going on and there's people in the colleges probably still work there and knew what this was go- that this was going on and they did nothing. And it's like, why am I sitting here? busting my ass why am i sitting here like crying over classes doing hours of homework if i'm if somebody with money somebody who was just born into parents who had money is gonna take that away from me like what is the purpose and that is the whole college admission scandal obviously you could definitely watch the movie once again promoting the movie like i'm you know Like, I'm sponsored, but I'm not. Netflix, it would be good if you did. Okay, thank you, voice. But it's like, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. Quick, let's get into the intermission part of this podcast episode that I love doing. Because I like to have little breaks, you know, little briefers. That was a lot of information taken, and I was talking pretty fast, but it's 20 minutes already. So, what can I say? Let's talk about how I live in Florida and it's spring break and you know, there's a the panoramic and around last year, you know, that's when the panoramic just started. So I guess like Florida wasn't really that busy and the beach is just closed. So, but now the beaches are open and Miami beach, baby, Miami beach. I don't live that far from Miami beach, like maybe an hour or so, maybe a little more, maybe like an hour and 30 minutes away. And, I was seeing some videos and Miami Beach was packed. And it was like, during a Panasonic, during a perpendicular, during a paragraph, during a parentheses, like all of this, and we're on a year of this and people are still out here. It was packed. Like, I've... Like... People really don't care and that's the worst part and I'm I just want to have a hot girl summer you know a hot girl vaccinated summer as soon as teens can get the vaccine but if people are going to continue doing things like this then when is that going to happen? I just want to have a senior year. I don't want the only year of my high school to be freshman year you know the only full year and The only memories I have from freshman and sophomore year when I was literally miserable. You know, I kind of want to have some memories. I kind of want to go to prom. I just want to enjoy life a little. Also, after spring break, I'm going back to school. And I don't, I'm really anxious about that because (sighs) it's just one class that's making me really anxious. Like, you know what I mean? Like how when usually I know this is bad and if you're my teacher who is listening to this I'm sorry but my anxiety is really bad and I know I should have just told you but I don't know how to And I don't want to be like and stuff like that and you know it be like I it's just difficult trying to tell people that hey I have mental health issues, you know, I have anxiety. Please do not call me during your class. So usually the teacher is known for like calling on students in her class. So I would just leave. or I wouldn't just, I wouldn't attend the class unless there was a test. So yeah, that's basically what happened. What would happen? And I would submit the assignments, but like I wouldn't be in class. Now, how am I going to avoid that? How is she going to realize that we're going to be in the fourth quarter now and I Basically, haven't learned anything but to submit that assignment at eleven fifty nine p.m. Mm-hmm. Another thing, you know, I've been thinking about. I should probably have a, you know, voice—not a voice. I should probably have like a what is that thing called? A not a ringtone, a jingle for this segment called "What's Jane Thinking About?" But I don't want to rip off iCarly and get sued so but i don't really like men like do i want to pursue a relationship with men yes i do do i like men no we exist my stomach is making noises and i know that's like jane that's such a big contradiction it's like how does that make sense it doesn't. Well, yes, it does. Because I I I can't. Like, I feel like the reasons I don't like men are justified. And obviously, it's not all men, but it's enough. You know what I mean? I don't like when people tell me it's not all men. Like, okay, and if I gave you 10 juice boxes and I told you two of them are pissed, like two of them have pee in them, you're going to be scared of every single juice box. And then some of you guys can be like, some people who are who haven't caught it on be like, okay, then just drink water. What if I just like juice boxes? I can't just drink water if I like juice boxes. If you get what I mean. Another thing I don't mm, I don't want kids. I keep telling people this. My mom's like, you know, you might want some. Or, you know, I want grandkids. You have two other kids, mom. They can supply you with children. I do not want kids. I'm literally the oldest sibling and I've been parent since forever. So I, I, me not wanting kids is justified, you know? I don't, it's not for me and it's not for everybody. I love mothers. I think they're amazing. What they do, amazing. I love parents. Your work is amazing. Your work is amazing. But that's not for me, you know? I, might, I like the art, but I'm not an artist. You know, and I, I, I don't want to create the art. I don't like the art. And the last thing I wanted to talk about is Pocahontas, the movie on Disney. I never really liked the movie, <laughs> and I'm, I just, Disney was wild. Having me watch, like I remember every time I'd come on, I watched some parts. You know, when she was singing and the when the tree was talking to her, like I really enjoyed that part. And then as soon when the parts with that white man I would change the channel I would I wouldn't watch it that's when I knew I had to change the channel and stop watching I never really like enjoyed that movie it wasn't for me and that's me as a kid and I I don't like that Disney decided okay let's make a colonizer the person Pokemon is gonna have a relationship with like what? What you guys gonna portray Pocahontas marrying someone who was Native American? That would have been great and great and showed you know actual good representation of Native Americans and not this weird story that was construed by a colonizer. You know what? What? What even was that Disney? That's all I would like to say. That's all I would like to say for this segment and this intermission. Back to your your regularly scheduled programming (laughs) much. So I'm back. It's another day, so I might be restating some of the same stuff again. And I also wanted to say that I'm going to start editing my podcast episodes because I ramble a lot and I take a lot of pauses and I know these episodes could be a lot shorter if I edited them. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I took a sip of water. Let's take one. Let's take another one together. Yes. hmm Refreshed. I always take a sip of water with you guys because I know some of you guys are dehydrated. hmm I know some of you guys are not drinking the same amount of water or a good amount of water that you're supposed to. But in this second half of the episode, I really wanted to talk about colleges and things like that. So let's start off with the criteria, criteria to get in. They like to see, and also um, I got this information from attending different like webinars and things that my school offered. Um, so yeah. What do colleges want to see? They want to see that you're taking rigorous courses, AP dual enrollment, ACE, and IB classes. And I know some of you are thinking, "Hey, my school does not have any honors classes like those, or honors, any classes like that." Well, a lot of schools look at the holistic approach. What did you do with what you were given? What did you do with what were you what you were given? Were you given a bunch? of ap classes and dual enrollment classes and you know these higher level classes and did you even attempt to take one or two of them things like that the next thing is sports and this a lot some of these things are going to fall under extracurriculars sports being one of them what sports are you playing basketball football soccer you know the more popular sport is the harder it is to get in um but a lot of times colleges like to see that you're playing uncommon things like ooh. You know, she's playing horseback, like she does horseback ra- riding, but horseback riding is expensive. I I don't even have to Google the price of horseback riding to know it's expensive because it is. That's like a whole horse that involves a whole animal. You know, that's expensive and schools don't offer that. So a bunch of people aren't going to play it. They like to see you doing stuff like that. Next one, which I've already talked about my hatred towards standardized tests, high SAT and ACT scores. Um, Um. next thing, this falls under like extracurriculars, but if you can play an instrument, that's cool, you know, clubs, like how many clubs are you in? How active are you in or how active are you in, in those clubs? And especially if you're, if you have leadership positions in those clubs, if you have a leadership position in a club at school, it's really good because. really good because it's like wow they're really interested in this club you know they are showing that they're in leader but the thing with that is like I'm like having hiccups which I always say I'm having hiccups but in reality I drink water and then I oh yeah that's what happens it like I don't know how to describe it but it's weird the thing with that is Taking, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, the thing with leadership positions is you, for you to have these leadership positions, you have to get like, sometimes you have to get voted for, or sometimes you have to like, um, like sometimes a bunch of people, like there will be the same person in like three different clubs who has leadership positions with like, which is good for them, but how is. Everybody's supposed to get in, you know? How's everybody supposed to get in? If like how, how am I supposed to look competitive colleges if every single club has the same like five, ten people who are leaders, you know? Ooh. The next thing um is like jobs. I guess this kind of fits under the extracurricular because if you are doing extracurriculars like if you have a job or if you're doing good in school like if you get straight A's for example but you're not doing any extracurriculars they're like okay that's easy like you're getting straight A's and you're doing nothing at home right but if you're like I'm playing sports and I had a job then they're like wow and you're doing like getting you're not getting straight A's but you're getting like A's and B's they're like that's good you know um the next thing is volunteering um I know I don't know if this is everywhere but I know in Florida you have to have like or maybe it's just my no I'm pretty sure it's everywhere in Florida you have to have like 40 volunteer hours to graduate mind you this could be different for every different place but if you're going if you're exceeding that number if you're part of different clubs that allow you to volunteer more yeah and like where are you volunteering does this align with your values or does this align with your major and are you interning at different places what class you know things like that um a next the next thing is having like a good admissions essay some schools require it some things some schools don't and i know for like the common app There's like a personal essay, which is like, hi, I'm Jane, blah, 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 blah. This is me. This is what I want to do. This, this, this. Here's some things about me, you know, the basic. So tell me about yourself. As soon as somebody asks me, tell me about yourself. Suddenly, I don't know who I am. Suddenly, who's Jane? I've never heard of that because I couldn't tell you. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about, tell you about me. What? No, I, I don't even know who me is. You're asking me to tell me about myself. The next thing they like to see is high GPA and high grades. And like I was saying earlier, if you, you know, are doing extracurriculars extracurriculars, and you're not getting straight A's, but you have like A's and B's, maybe one C, then they're like, okay, good. Because you're doing like extracurriculars. Um, next thing, and I know people are going to hate me for this, money. Not that colleges are going to be like, she has money, let's let her in. No. But people with money tend to score higher on the SAT. And, like, there's, like, you know, research that has proven this. You could Google that on your own. But think of this. You have money. You could pay for, like, an SAT tutor. Um, You, like, what is that one website? The Princeton Review, their SAT review is $1, like five hundred dollars or it could be more, but the last time I Googled it, it was on sale. So pretty expensive stuff. Pretty expensive stuff. Like if you have money, you could pay for stuff like that. And like not everybody has the money, to be like, or their parents can't be like, okay, let me go, let me take a week or two's money that I made so I could pay for my son or daughter's SAT review. If you have money, you could get a tutor. And you can um, get a, what are those things called? I'm trying to like, you get like an admissions counselor, which I was talking about earlier this episode, to tell you what classes to take to mentor you and tell you, do this, do that, you know, all of that. But those things are expensive. And they're going to tell you how to look competitive to a school. And if you don't have money, and if you're first-gen student, then you know that that is not good. That isn't, it's not, then that's not going to happen for you. And you're just going to have to figure it out all by yourself. And that's the predicament that I'm in here. And I just realized schools just want somebody who doesn't exist. Well, they exist, but it's like impossible. They want someone who's like, drowning in homework and AP assignments, but also like in multiple clubs and sports, but who also has a job, who also plays an instrument, who also is scoring high on the SAT. and I'm like, what? They don't exist. who who even is that? They don't exist. They're not real. That's the thing I've realized. They don't exist, and they're not real. And then to the average students who are, like, you know, not doing the bare minimum, but, like, are trying and all of that, they feel bad because they um they aren't, like, on that level, if that makes sense. I guess, like, I don't know how to describe it. They they feel bad because they are like filled with so much anxiety and worry. Like, am I gonna get into this college because I I'm not taking as much APs and I'm this and their me- mental health is struggling because they're like, am I gonna get into these colleges? Am I gonna get rejected by every single college because I'm not taking all the APs because of my mental health are I didn't know about certain opportunities or I don't have the money to. Access certain opportunities. Like, that is crazy. And the reason schools are getting so, so competitive is because of that freaking top. There's 3,000, like over 3,000 colleges in the US. And then you're going to tell me there's multiple lists that are ranking these colleges off of competitiveness. And these colleges just want to one up each other. And they keep making it more difficult and more difficult and more difficult and more difficult. And the thing is, it's going to. At some point, it's going to implode on itself because so many careers now want to require college. It's either going to be co- a, lot, a lot of careers are not going to require colleges not going to re- require other forms of just like, you know, taking a school and learning how to do A, B, C, D. Or like, for example, coding, you don't have to go to college for computer science. You're just going to take a boot camp or something and then learn how to code and then boom, you get hired and then it's either going to become that and colleges are going to have to start raising their acceptance rates or people or people are just not going to go because they can't they can't get in they can't they can't be this perfect student without their mental health suffering and colleges are going to become too so competitive that like there's going to be a ton of colleges that are going to have the acceptance rate be in single digits and it's or less than 20% like I'm being serious it's gonna implode on itself then nobody's gonna be able to go and that's I'm being super honest too like and if you're a student who's watching this please like don't stress yourself over it that much because I did that and that literally me stressing myself over all of that literally caused me to go into the worst mental state I've ever been in in my entire life because I was like so stressed and I was like I should have took more I should have took more APs but here I am I was taking an AP class and barely passing it barely able to wake up for my classes like and then I just stopped caring, and I know my grades were going to suffer, but I had to do it from my mental health. I couldn't do it anymore because I'm like, I was sitting here trying to become the perfect student and try to be the perfect person and all of that, and I couldn't. I couldn't because I knew I have terrible tests and anxiety, and I'm not going to standardize tests. I'm not going to remember everything I've learned since Algebra 1 and geometry, and algebra two, and I haven't even taken statistics or calculus, so how am I supposed to remember all of that, how am I going to, I'm, I knew that I wasn't going to do super amazing on the SAT, well, I don't want to jinx it on myself, because I haven't taken it yet, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, I should have did this, I should have did that, but I didn't know about that, so how am I supposed, like, I can't even blame myself, like, I didn't even know, you know, I didn't know what the PSAT was, what, like, I didn't know what it was until freshman year when I had to take it. I didn't take it seriously. I was like this isn't counting for anything. Like so I didn't I guessed on multiple questions or didn't answer a bunch of questions and I was like I I was literally self-imploding myself because I couldn't get into these schools and people might be listening to this if you're a parent or somebody who didn't apply to college or might be listening to this and be like you can't be serious. Or maybe this is just, you know, this is so many kids who are faced with this type of anxiety about being the perfect student or having to take all these difficult classes so they could get into school and things like that. But so they can get to these competitive schools or these schools with these, you know, good programs or things like that. But at the same time, they're ruining their mental health for it. And it's like, Which one is going to come on top? Are you going to, you know, stress yourself out, fill yourself with homework and all of these things? Or are you going to, or are you going to be like, okay, let me take a step back, drop your GPA by a couple of points so you can focus on your mental health, which I'm being so honest, my GPA was like a 3.4 and then it dropped to a 3.3. I know that's still pretty good. But I was, like, so upset about it. But then again, I was, like, the whole quarter, mind you, the second quarter, I was struggling, and my GPA still dropped, and I still didn't do that well. Again, I'm, like, was that worth it? Was it worth it for me to be, like, burned out every other week? Was it worth it? Like, was it worth it? Like, I could have took breaks, and I could have done – other things. Like at the end of the day, it's never worth it. And a lot of kids feel like if they don't do this, then they're the end of their life is going to, then it's going to be the end of their lives because they're not passing or they're not doing all these difficult things. It's not going to be the end of your life. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Just focus on a school that you just focus on yourself and your mental health. Do not stress yourself over this because it's never necessary and college is expensive. And I'm telling you, the system will implode on itself. It will. Um, The next thing, oh, I think I found the clip here. Wait, I was watching a video on TikTok And I think this is the one, I think I saved it, got it. Yes, I did save it. So let's play that one. This is a clip from Good Luck Charlie, which I was watching this when I was a kid, so I didn't even realize this, but let's listen together. Tell me how the semester's going without telling me how the semester's going. Hey honey, how's school? Not now. Teddy, you okay? I don't have time for all these questions. I have a huge European history final tomorrow. Okay, take it easy. Easy? (laughs) it's worth half of my grade plus it's second semester junior year so these are the most important grades for college If i don't get into a good college i want to have a good career or a nice family or a happy life (laughs) Everything. see and i feel like of course that's exaggerated because it's a kids show but that's a lot that's the reality a lot of kids are in so don't stress yourself over it too much some of these schools aren't really worth it the education that they're giving you know they just make it seem oh they're good or they're um what is that their graduation rates are higher because people are paying a lot of money to go in to those schools or and stuff like that so I guess that's all I'm gonna tell you the education could sometimes it's better but sometimes it's really not and it's not worth you jeopardizing your mental health over it and like I said, college is expensive. for example, if you are a student, I'm saying student, if your parents are making example, example, a hundred thousand college is some of these colleges are like eighty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars, which is like insane who I'm saying like hundred thousand dollars, that's pretty good, like you guys are p- living pretty well, you know, before tax thirty thousand dollars will be seventy five k no like 70,000 right it's just college which is another thing that stresses students because sometimes to get these scholarships and things like that they have to do well on these tests and their classes so they could do that and that's what makes a lot of kids want to take dual enrollment classes because um if you're taking dual enrollment you don't have to pay for you know these um college courses you take them in high school and you're good and that attracts a lot of kids but then they're taking a bunch of them and they're stressing themselves they're stressing themselves so i guess you have to choose one which one weighs more which one is worth more and college is just expensive and a lot of people are worried about like taking a taking student loans out for college and if they're gonna be in debt and they're gonna contribute to the trillion dollar student debt. Trillion dollar in the trillion dollars of student debt is like insane. Just trillion You know I just I and i was just thinking like are people join joining the army for free for free college yes they are and a lot of it is contributing to people wanting to um join the army because if schools stay expensive and careers say keep saying you have to have a degree uh, you have to have a degree in blank 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 so you could get this career then people are gonna join the army and the u.s army is gonna have more people so they won't have to do a draft you get what i mean you understand yes so i'm pretty sure but once again this is my opinion i can't even say it's my opinion because i feel like a lot of people and maybe there could be a research that is done and asked how many people in the army are joining it for free college or things like that or what made you join the army maybe we could figure that that out (sighs) sometimes I have to take a breath because I talk a lot um and if you're wondering what my dream school is, which is gonna sound like Jane, you just talked about expensive schools. You just talked about how you don't like expense, you don't you just talk about that. You just talk about you basically bashed basically almost every college in the United States. And now you're gonna say this, yes. But I can have dreams and I could have hopes and aspirations. And if I don't get in, I have made my got myself to a point. Mhm. That I don't really care. Yeah. I don't really care. Um Like I don't really care if I don't get in. It would be cool if I did, but I don't really care that much. Cuz if I get in, cool. If I don't, also cool. It doesn't matter. So, let's It has it's University of Miami. I I've watched videos, and it looks like I want to go there. But the school I want to go to constantly changes. And, like, before it was University of South Florida. And maybe it's going to be UF or FSU. Who knows? Or, or FIU. It, could, it literally changes all the time. Yeah. It could be a million different schools that I want to go to. But if I don't get in, it's cool. If I do, it's also cool. At the end of the day... It doesn't matter that much. And I want everybody who's listening and everybody who's applying to college or stressed about college or their junior year to realize it really doesn't matter that much. These colleges want someone who doesn't exist. And just try your best. And I know it's something that's easier said than done. But just take it from me who's been under so much stress and all of that because of this. Yeah, just don't put don't put too much on yourself. And that is the end of the episode. Hope you enjoyed. I'm Jane as usual. Follow me on Instagram at Jane That's J-N-E-B-L-I-Z-I-R-E. Follow me on my um what is it called again? Oh, my YouTube at Jane subscribe. I mean subscribe. <laughs> Subscribe to my YouTube at Jane Sada, which is J N E S A D D A H. Um, my Twitter, which I actually have open just for this occasion, it's hi, it's Jane B. My Snapchat, it's hi, it's Jane Eight. And I think that's all my social media. You could, oh, you could also follow. You know, I have um, what is that? I have Spotify. You could l- l- go listen to my playlist if you want to, at Jane, love you eight. Yeah. And I'm Audi. Peace out.